This is a church building. A church building. A church building. But I want us to take a moment to remember. This is not the church. Not the church. The church is reaching out to the orphan and to the widow. The church is supporting human rights work around the globe. The church is showing our community who Jesus is through his hope and his love. The church is you. Is you. Is you. This is a church building. This is not the church. The presence of God started in the garden, moved to the tabernacle and then to the temple. And now the presence of God lives in his people. Lives in you. In you. In you. This is a church building. This is not the church. So whether we're meeting in this building, in this building, at a coffee shop, in a small group somewhere, out serving in the community, or just gathering together online, wherever we are, this is a church building. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. What's going on for NEPA Live Family yeah. episode nine, guys? Wow. You know what that means? We've been doing this a long time. We're pros. Yes, <laughs> and life hasn't been normal for nine weeks. So, sorry. Yikes. Didn't mean to bring it way down <laughs> Man, there. You just no. took it dark. We're <laughs> so excited for tonight. We got a jam-packed night filled for you. Lots of things going on. Yeah. Harlan, Sir. remember when we went to Taco Bell? I do. And we got free tacos, which was hilarious. And by you the told way. me the horror stories of the gyro truck. I do remember that too. Well, well you edited what? that out. Huh? You edited that out. Uh, no, it was at the end, I thought. Oh, okay. Right. Anyway, but remember, <laughs> remember those free tacos. I do. I was informed by someone who will rename na Nameless, uh -huh. I think they're in the building tonight, that Taco Bell was still giving away free tacos. Okay. Lies. Oh, no. Lies. I went yesterday. It was Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. I, I love a free taco. Hey, you guys still giving away free tacos? And they're like, nah, man. No. <laughs> very, very disappointed. But... Tonight is episode nine. Are you guys ready? And this is free. Huh? So, Brian, this is free. This will make up for all the free tacos that you missed out on yesterday. I hope. I hope. <laughs> Not that I really needed any help and, with that. And but maybe at the end of the show, you might have a snack Ooh. that you can come back to. I hear, I, hear, I hear there's a snack possibility at the end of the show. Right. Well, here's the thing. This is it for us right now, but you are going to hear someone or from someone from an undisclosed location uh, that we are going to kick it to right now. Is that it? Are we? Try. Oh, okay. Um. It's time for the Four Nipa Live word game. As you know, this is the game where we put up a word and our contestant has to guess the word based on our reader's explanations. Today, Tim will be, is here and he's playing for a lifetime supply of toilet paper and this free Chick-fil-A sandwich. And this is featuring their new Corin Clean sauce, which doubles as hand sanitizer, believe it or not. Chick-fil-A, keeping America COVID-free from the inside out. Okay, Tim, now cover your ears, and this is the word for the day. The word is normal. Normal. Oh, okay, Chris. All right. Tim, are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> DJ, are you ready? I am so ready. All right, on your marks. Get set. Oh, go. Okay, you were raised here in Northeast Pennsylvania, so everyone else who grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania thinks you're a Catholic. Uh, no, so you go to the doctor's office for a checkup, right? The nurse takes you in, they take your blood pressure. It's 120 over 80. That would be considered... Uh, a miracle. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, you're locked at home by yourself. You don't see your friends. You're getting really lo lonely. That is... Oh, uh, homeschooling. Oh, you're almost out of time, folks. <laughs> all right, pretend all of the restriction orders are lifted and everyone is free to attend church again. You're getting back to... Oh, staff meetings. <laughs> And if they only lasted 20 minutes? Oh, that, that would not be normal. Oh, you did it! Congratulations, Tim! You are a winner. That is the normal. Normal is the word. We have your Chick-fil-A sandwich. Congratulations. And your first installment of a lifetime supply of toilet paper. Congratulations. Thank you for playing Don't use it all in the one place. four NEPA live word game. Thank you so much. Now we're headed to a very special segment, a Meet the Stream Team segment with a very special jingle and a very special Meet the Stream Team member. Meet the Stream Team. Hi, I'm Paul. Hey, 
What's up, Paul? How you doing, man? It's so good to be... I'm sorry, I just broke social distancing right there. Uh, it is awesome to have your, your expertise behind here because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to make 4NEPA live. So uh, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do here? Sure. I'm, first of all, I'm just happy that you finally got to the old guy of the group. <laughs> but uh, what I do here is I actually launch the videos. So I am, follow the cues, and I am solid about 50% of the time. I really hit those cues. <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't... Actually, I think that all of us are just appreciative that there's somebody else behind here that is doing these things. And it doesn't matter your age because we're all part of the body of Christ, right? So um, uh, what do you do outside of... Um, Wednesday nights that is uh, that makes you happy that is a part of what you do. Right. Well, I'm a foodie, so I like to go to restaurants, which I can't do right now. right now. I like to travel, which I can't do right now. <laughs> so it's actually been a huge blessing that I was asked to help with this, and it's actually become a highlight of my of my week. Man, you are a highlight of our week. It's so great to have you a part of this. And uh, you know what? Why don't you just show off a little bit of your your skills and send us to a video. Hi, my name is Ana Rivera. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Dear God, I thank you for everything that you have done for us and everything that you will keep on doing. And I just ask that you bless the person's life behind the screen. And I just ask that you'd let them dive deeper into your word through these times. In your word, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven, forgive them of their sins and heal their land. God, heal this land that we are on. God, heal our nation, God. I just pray that you bring revival here and that you heal us, God, so that when everything gets lifted, we are ready to praise you. I thank you, Lord, for working through us in this time, and I thank you for having your hand of protection over us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you, Anna. We're going to join together in worship and sing before the Lord. As we wait, seek your face, come and make your throne upon our praise, here in this place, have your way, the moment that we see you we are changed, show us your glory, show us your Change everything, lives healed 
Change everything. Change from fear. But here now, Jesus, you change everything. Lives heal. Hope found right here now, Jesus, you change everything. the name above every other name Jesus the only one who could ever save worthy of every breath we could ever breathe we live for you just an awesome time of worship, don't you think, Ben? I just love when we get to just be in the presence of God through worship in this time. I just love it. It's one of my favorite times of this night. Yeah, it really is awesome. Make sure you're paying attention as we go through because we do have our Q&R coming up in a bit. And a reminder, once we hit 300 Instagram followers, Wayne will shave his beard. But right now, we're about to go to Worship While You Wash to see the conclusion Ben, who do you think kidnapped Chris? I don't know, but I saw um, Brian do some shady stuff earlier. Really? So I think it might be Brian. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, let's find out. Worship while you wash. If this gets to the broadcast, if you're seeing this, just don't believe them, whatever they say about me. I've been in here for hours. Don't I get like lawyer or something what exactly do you want from me oh i'm not with the police yeah and that 30 second interval is pretty important right so what exactly are you accusing me of there's a timer on the screen and there's a timer in the youtube video and it turns out they don't always match the whole segment has been compromised your 30 second countdown is a sham and so are you. Fine, I did it. So you cut corners. So it's a little bit easier to change the timer in iMovie a little bit than have to sing for exactly 30 seconds every single time. Why are you doing this? Why do you even care? No, you did this to yourself. No, this is your fault. Nobody knew everything was fine. Nobody was getting hurt. This is your fault. You are the reason that we haven't had a Worship While You Wash song in two weeks. You are the reason that I had to figure out how to make a security camera filter for this video. This is your fault. 
Who even are you? So then the big reveal is that it was just me the whole time. So, like, it was your conscience? Sort of like that. Like, it was like an inner struggle, like, like this ethical dilemma that I was going through. So how does this whole Dark Trilogy thing end, then? Yeah, I'm not really sure about the end. Um, but you know, like, on a Law & Order episode, there's, like, a cliffhanger ending, and it goes to that screen and says, Executive Producer Dick Wolf, and you get the dun-dun. You know that reference? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Do you think students would get that reference? Because I know it's kind of dated. I mean, they might. Maybe. Well, I have nothing else on that, so if you guys have something better, you just let me know. Otherwise, that'll be what we go with. Well, it is definitely one of the weirder things we've done. <laughs> Maybe we should just stick to washing hands and singing songs. Worship while you wash. What up, guys? It's Travis from Ignite Youth Ministries, and I'm just super excited that I get to open up this new series with us that we're going to be starting this week called Atypical. And um, we're just so excited to learn and go through scripture and see how God uses families and all different types of families to fulfill his calling for our lives. So when you guys think of family, what is probably one of the first words that comes to your mind? What comes to your mind when you think of family? Uh, is it love? Is it happiness? Is it hurt? Or is it pain? Or is it shame? And now I want you guys to think of some of the famous celebrity families or TV show families that you guys like. And uh, place those down in the comments and see if they're similar to mine. Um, three of them that I thought of would be Full House, the family from Full House, the Tanners, um, the Kardashians, and also the Robertsons. But also think of the families in TV shows and um, celebrity families that aren't always the perfect families. Um, I love the show called The Blacklist. And if any of you guys have watched this show, you'll truly understand and you'll truly know how crazy and messed up a family can be. I'm not going to spoil the show for you, but if you want to know what it's like, go check it out and watch it, because you truly understand what a crazy family can look like on TV. And compared to these, compared to these, how normal is your family, right? You might have a not-so-normal family, and there's probably times where you're, you wish that your family looked like another person's family. Or maybe your family is pretty normal and it has a lot of weird quirks, but yet you still love them and you still care for them. Or maybe your family feels too normal and you sometimes wish that they were a little different or a little bit more interesting than what they are now. Or maybe your family looks normal from the outside, but on the inside it looks completely different and there were wish, you wish that there were things that you can change about your family. Because that's the thing. The families that we watch on TV or we see in movies aren't really normal because maybe that's because normal doesn't make for great entertainment. We love to watch dramas of people with not so ordinary families, but when it actually comes to our family, we like to think differently. Because no matter what kind of family you have, it is so important to know that you are loved by God and God loves you and your family. God cares deeply for you guys. And no matter what you think of your family, no one really does have a truly normal family. What are the standards of normal for a family? My family doesn't really seem that odd or that different on the outside, but yet when you get to know me, you find out that my mom is the youngest of 13 siblings, and that causes some interesting dynamics for parties and, and family get-togethers. I have, I don't even know how many cousins, and I don't even know all of them. And it just creates an interesting dynamic, and my family is not so normal in that sense. Not many people have 
over 13 aunts and uncles just on their mom's side. So that's just been really interesting dynamic and something different about my family that makes it not so ordinary. Because no family is going to be perfect, not even the ones that seem normal on the outside. And if you're anything like me, I'm guessing there's been a time in your life where you've maybe said, man, my family is so dysfunctional, or my family doesn't understand me, or I wish I had a different family. And no matter, no matter how imperfect, abnormal, or dysfunctional you feel that your family is, I have some great news for you. As crazy as it may sound, God can use your family to do great things. And maybe that sounds unlikely, but wait until you hear about the families that we're going to share about in this series. If God can use these families to do great things, then trust me, God can use your family too. So what better place to start out our story at the, in the beginning, in the garden, right? We, we see Adam and Eve, who pretty much was the first, the first family on earth, the first relationship that's ever happened. And after their sin, then leaving the garden must have been probably one of the most difficult things that they ever had to do. But Adam and Eve kept moving forward. But their relationship with God grew more and more distant because of sin. But the thing is, is that God never left them because God truly cared for them. And he never gave up on them. After Eden, Adam and Eve had two children, uh, two sons, Cain and Abel. Um, but their story isn't a story of happiness. Cain was so full of anger, hurt, and jealousy that he actually killed his own brother and then lied about it to God. And have you ever been in a situation where your emotions just go overboard and then they just take control? And I feel like it's so easy for us to do this with our families. It's so easy for us to get into arguments, into fights, and then when the phone rings, you pick up the phone and you're all nice to the person at the other end. And then the second you hang up the phone, the argument starts again, right? It's so easy for us to become emotional and to get into fights and arguments with our families. And Cain let his emotions drive him to do something terrible. His choices led to consequences that he was going to have to bear for the rest of his life. But take a look at what God's response to Cain was. And it's pretty similar to what happened in the garden, right? God, after Adam and Eve sinned, God clothed them in animal skins, right? God clothed them in his righteousness. And, th but this doesn't mean that there weren't serious consequences for the actions that they did, but God still took care of them. And if we read further on in chapter four, Cain actually went on to build an entire city. And despite his mistake, God still didn't leave Cain hopeless. And this is how God's relationship with humanity began, with this story. And while this family story began with a hope and a promise in the Garden of Eden, it quickly became a story of failure, of betrayal, of jealousy, and anger, and tragedy. And when a family has this kind of history, you might wonder to yourself, what good can possibly come from the story? Can this family ever escape the cycle of sin and violence? And could God ever redeem them or even use them? Because this story of this family might seem like a tragedy, but Pastor Chris is gonna tell us about how their story is greater than the worst moments that ever could have happened in their lives. So I'm gonna throw it over now to Pastor Chris. I love that line. I think that's so good. Their story is greater than their worst moments. Their story is greater than their worst moments because that's true of Adam and Eve's family. That's true of David and Bathsheba's family. That's true of Paul's life and Peter's life. And it's true of your life. It's true of your family. Your story is greater than your worst moments. I think that's such a good prompt for us and it gets me thinking. So if you have any questions about anything we talk about tonight, please put those questions in the chat. We'll talk about them when we move into the Q&R section. But think about this idea. Your story is greater than your worst moments. If you were like me, there has been a time where you started to read the New Testament. You were all stoked to read the Bible and you're like, I'm gonna be a great Christian. I'm gonna read my Bible and I'm gonna open up to Matthew. It's the first book in the New Testament. It's the life of Jesus. It's gonna be incredible. And so you sit down and you read this. 
The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judah and his brethren, and Judah begat some name I can't pronounce, and is that a Power Ranger? And that other name I can't pronounce begat another name. Like, that's not a name. And then that name, not a name, begat another, not a name. And suddenly, you're not excited to read the Bible anymore. <laughs> I've gone through that experience several times in my life. If you're like me, then you have as well. Without the proper context, these Ancestry.com passages, they, they seem out of place. They seem useless. They don't seem to have a purpose. But they give you context and timeline, and they put you in the history of the moment that it's around them. That's the idea here. They're trying to, this one in particular, shows us the family tree of Jesus. And uh, it's a really, this one starts at Abraham and works its way down all the way to Jesus, if you keep reading there in Matthew. Through that, through this family tree, we see really important people show up. We see a woman named Rahab. And this Rahab is who we believe to be a prostitute who God used to shelter Israelite spies in the walls of Jericho. We also see a man named Solomon, who is the son of King David and Bathsheba, who David married after arranging the death of her first husband. This idea is all about redemption. We see all these names and we're supposed to think redemption. Even Abraham, this is, his story is not perfect. We're supposed to see, see his name, remember his faults, and think, wow, the savior of the universe came from that bloodline? It's all about redemption. So to get us back to what Travio was talking about, uh, we are getting another genealogy in Luke 3. We see one, and it starts at Jesus, and instead of starting at Abraham, working its way down like in Matthew, it starts at Jesus, and it works its way up through Abraham all the way back to Adam and Eve. And again, we're supposed to think about redemption, because this is a reminder that the savior of the universe came from the family line of Adam and Eve, whose, whose actions led to the destruction of mankind, whose actions led to the severing, the fracturing of the relationship between God and man. That same family line gave us Jesus, who reunited God and man. This passage is showing us that God can even use messed up families. And that brings us to the bottom line for our conversation for tonight. Not so typical families are often used by God. Not so typical families are often used by God. When Paul was explaining this idea to the Christians in Rome, uh, he writes this in, in Romans 5.18. He says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Redemption. Again, this verse is making that connection for us. Jesus came from the family of Adam and Eve. And this is the family that fractured the relationship between God and man. And God redeemed that family. And Jesus was the one to reunite God and man. Not so typical families are often used by God. And this serves as a reminder for every family, every family you can think of, every traditional family, every blended family, every foster family, every adopted family, every single parent family, every estranged family, every it's complicated family, every family can be used by God. Not so typical families are often used by God. Your family is atypical, and I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings, but you already knew that. Your family is atypical. I know that because no family is perfect. No family is normal. Normal doesn't even mean anything. What if God is calling your family to be even more atypical? Here's a challenge for you. Because typical families try to handle their problems on their own. Or better yet, they try to ignore them and they go away? Never, they get worse. Typical families try to handle their imperfections on their own or they try to ignore them. And this is where we're going tonight. The idea of being an atypical family. Atypical families invite God to take their imperfections and their problems and their struggles and they let him redeem them for his good. That's what atypical families do. That's what I want my family to do. There's no family too simple, no family too complicated for God to use. I absolutely believe that we serve a miracle working God. I have no doubt about that. And this is a God that brings healing and restoration and life to families. 
But there may be some painful things in your family that will never be fixed. Maybe that family never will not come back and be reunited in your life. Maybe that family member will not get the help they need to beat addiction. Maybe that family member, will, those two family members will never get along. Maybe that family member will not ever earn your trust back. In spite of all those things, your family can be used by God. That's how God does this. That's how God works every time. He loves to take messed up, broken, least likely to succeed situations and use them for his glory. That's what he did in my life. And he will do that in your life if you let him. Your family can be used by God and it might just start with you. Not so typical families are often used by God. And yours can be too. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, to get to know you better, to learn what you do better, to, to let you redeem our lives, let you redeem our families and the problems and imperfections that have gone on. You redeem it, and you make all things work together for the good of those who love you. Father, I thank you that you let me be a part of that story, that you use me, that you use my atypical family to be used by you, Father. And I pray that every person watching is inspired to let you use them, use their family. And maybe it starts with them. So God, I pray you are igniting a passion, a fire, an inspiration for people to be used by you. And maybe they're the first one in their family to let that happen. But God, tonight we dedicate our lives we dedicate our imperfections. We dedicate our families to be used by you. It's in your precious and wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We have all kinds of fun stuff still to go tonight, but I want you to remember, if you have any questions, any discussion ideas you want to talk about tonight, go ahead and put those in the chat for the Q&R section. And until we get there, we have a game for you to play right about now. All right, welcome. We have two contestants. We're still waiting on our third. She's on her way. There she is. What is going on, guys? How are you? I don't know. Good, yeah, Nervous? yeah. Nervous? Nervous? Well, we have a little game here. And so let me just start off by saying I might not be as funny as our normal game host, Derek. So just keep your expectations reasonable with me tonight, okay? I know, I'm prefacing it too much. But tonight's game is called Hit Me With Your Best Shock. Not shot, not that secular rock and roll song that Harlan loves so much. No, it is hit me with your best shock. So what I have here uh, is a device. Uh, some would call it a torture device, but it's not, I promise, uh, I think. Um, it may be legal in 49 of the 50 states, but who knows? Um, so what you're gonna do, I need all of you to take a, uh, a joystick, if you will. Joystick, yeah, yep, okay. oh, there you go, yep. all right. Oh, yes. So don't, don't like go too far with me. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to play a few rounds of this. In the first round, this is how it's going to work. We're going we're gonna to start a little low, right? And then we're going to get more extreme as it goes, okay? And uh, so this is what's going to happen. So in this first round, there's going to be some music playing once I hit this button, this, this big button right here. And once the music stops, the last person to push their button may receive a slight electrical shock. You know, we're, we're keeping with the theme of last week. We had Chris with the dog collar, but again, a slight electrical shock uh, is what you're going to receive uh, with this. So without further ado, let's play. Oh. Again, when the music, when the music stops, this is, this is going to go live and I don't know how long it's going to last. Oh, oh, wait, did it get anybody else? Oh, I may have lied then. It was, the, oh, it was only you. Okay, so the last one. The last person. So we're gonna do one more round of this, and then, and then, and then we're gonna get a little extreme. Okay. So here we go. On one, two, three. Up. There we go. Just kidding. Oh, it's the anticipation. We're fine. Everything's fine. Nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm really stressed out. Oh man. Just gonna go take a break. Just gonna, just gonna walk away. <laughs> Good job. Oh, yes. Oh, man. 
All right, so we're going to kick it up a little bit here. Uh, so, yes, it is still on. Uh, so here's what's going to happen. So in this round, uh, it is going to be three persons. Uh, and, and again, uh, yeah, so it's three. So you're three. It's been three. Keep up, keep up here. Okay, so again, there's three of you. You're playing Harlan. Why'd you why'd you put it down? It's gonna be okay. I promise. I can't guarantee anything. Okay, you are you're undefeated. Okay, so here's the thing. It's gonna get extreme. So there may be more than one person that receives a slight electrical shock during this. So without further ado, again, when the music starts, you just get scared. Could be quick, could be long. What's gonna happen? Ah. Ah. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Whoa! His reaction is the best. You still didn't get zapped? I'm not doing any singing notes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last round. Last round. Okay. So who's won? You're you're winning overall, right? Nope, nope, don't quit while you're ahead. Pick, pick, that, pick that joystick back up. Here we go, last round on three. Three. Here we go. It's us versus him. No, us for them. We just went over this. Come on. DJ needs to rewatch. Here we go. Is it there yet? Don't do it early. Don't be premature. Harlan, did you get it again? Woo! Wait. <laughs> there we go. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to go to a time of Q&R now, so I hope you enjoyed that awesome message by Pastor Chris and Travis. Uh, and so I hope you've submitted your Q&R questions so that we could answer some of those uh, in our question and response time. So again, we're just so excited uh, for episode nine. We can't believe it's been nine weeks already. Tonight, I have... Where did you, what didn't you bring? Oh, man. It's okay. All right. So... We have Samantha, and we have Ben, Ben, Benji. Ben, ben. let's this go with Ben. Is, this is the second week. Second week, I'm, I know this guy, all right? So, uh, again, we're still, we're getting there. We're, we're starting to click. We're so glad to have you a part of the 4NEPA family. It's been awesome, right? These um, nine weeks? I'm loving it. My yeah. two weeks, I mean, my nine weeks in, I, yeah. I love it. <laughs> nine weeks He's in. literally been here the whole time. <laughs> it's okay. Direct deposit <laughs> should kick in soon. Chris keeps telling me every day that it's going to. Right. So, did you guys get paid yet? Well, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen a penny. I so. just got to talk to him about Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're here. My, our reward is in heaven. We're here. <laughs> Amen. We are here uh, to answer the questions that our students are sending in. Uh, but before we get to those questions that have been submitted by our students, and again, you still have time. So whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, we want your questions. So make sure you get those in. Uh, and just bear with us because there's a little bit of a delay. But again, we want you uh, to submit those questions. So guys, in 30 seconds or less... Actually, just do 30 seconds. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your family that may be funny and that proves that they're not normal. Okay, I'll go first. I have, <laughs> I have um, eight siblings, so I'm second oldest. Um, that, I think, in itself is kind of like, you don't see that, I guess, a whole lot. Okay. That's usually my like fun fact for just fun facts. All right, know? all right. And so having eight siblings makes so. it not normal? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's a, I really do. That's an abundance, a surplus, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, never a dull moment. Blessings. But, Arrows mm -hmm. in the quiver yeah. is what the yeah. Bible says. I totally just botched that. But anyway, Benji, <laughs> tell us about your family. Um, I would say my family is very weird because they don't know how to stop. They just go, go, go. Normal <laughs> families. Dinner time comes, you know, at 5 o'clock, you sit around the dining room table. And my family, you're going to church. Mom throws you a bowl, you put it in the microwave. It's 6.30, you're eating on the way to church. I mean, I, I've eaten dinner up sometimes like 9.30 at night. So yeah. that's how my family is uh, yeah. special. All right. All right, okay. So uh, I don't know. I feel like I have a kind of blah. I don't know. I'm not exciting my <laughs> life, I guess. No, I, I mean, it's just me and my sister and my, my parents, um, you know, and, and so... I don't know, this might make us normal, is like we just argue every holiday. It just something happens okay. and something, and not so much anymore actually. So see now maybe we're not, maybe we're not normal now that we've gotten past that somehow. <laughs> but again, I think all families can battle with that and deal with those things. But, but have you ever wished, guys, have you ever wished that your family was different and it was like maybe some other families you knew? Do you want to go first? Mm -hmm. Um, 
absolutely not because who I am comes from my family. The weirdness that my family has, the eating late at night to even when you were younger and your family got in a fight over Christmas over who got to open the first Christmas present. Simple stuff like that to who drove the car, that's stuff that I can take into my family and then so on down. And that's what I can carry out from my family, even to my parents being in their Bibles to where I can say, I got that from them and they got there from their families. I couldn't identify with that if it was with a different family. That's my family. Sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, um, so my my parents are, um, they were like, I'd have no memory of them ever being a couple. So like that was sometimes like, as a kid, probably like a little kid being like, just having to explain that to people and like that, it, there were probably moments like when I was really young that I was like, oh, like this is the worst, you know? Yeah. Um, but I had like, you know, I mean, I love my family so much, of course. Um, and I probably, I can't say now that I would like change, you know, everything, but but definitely I would say there, are, there were moments like growing up that I was just like, Oh, like this is, I don't like the way this is um, as I was like processing just how my life was unfolding probably. Yeah, no, you know? growing up, I didn't want to cut you no, off. You're that's good. It. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is the first week they're allowing me to host this, so we're seeing how it goes Hosting here. Hosting is but, hard. Uh, it is. It, it's rough. <laughs> it, it is. is rough. I feel like I'm in a hot seat right now. So uh, it's also the lights, and, and Charles is right, right there, so <laughs> it's making me nervous. No, um, I think when I was younger, I would really like, I would see other friends' families, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and again, I, prefacing all this, I love I my know, family. I know, we understand. Everyone, <laughs> we love our families <laughs> dearly. If you're watching, we love you. Do we, we have to you. say that? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching, we, we'll still love you. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I had those moments where I was like, man, why can't my family be like, you know, whoever the friend I was comparing to, that comparison sure. trap that we fall into um, sometimes. And, and so, but then I, you know what I would find out that was always interesting? they always wished that their family was maybe a little like mine in some way. So every family sure. is weird. Every family <laughs> has something not normal about them, I think. You know, it's, it's typical for families to be uh, the way they are. Uh, we have our first question. Are you guys ready for this? Um, yes. Oh. It's, it's a doozy. Okay. Right they off the bat. Are. They're they not holding are. back. Again, students, keep submitting your questions. The first question we've received, it says, when will we know our family is being used by God? When will we know? Well, if you're seeing like fruit, like that's maybe like a churchy way of explaining it, but I think that's one way to tell. Like if you can see people around you's life being affected positively, um, then I think that's one way. Like you kind of have to look at the evidence, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, God, as you said, the fruits, uh, God guides uh, in seasons, not a season when God is just laying something on a family to say, like, if that family is called to serve or that family, God, God's moving in that family. I mean, you put it best. You see it through the fruits. You see it through the family and how they affect the loved ones around them. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend just recently, really fast, um, my very best friend from, like, high school and growing up, and she we uh, got to spend a few weeks together over the summer, like late in the summer. And we were visiting her grandma and we were both like crying because she was saying how she needed like the stability that my house offered her and my family. And she mm. was like, I, I could have been so much worse off, but like I went to church with your family and I felt like at home with your family. And like that, that story was like evidence to me that like God was using, even though like our family is crazy. We have a million kids in there and like there's always something, but like, my friend like needed that kind of thing mm. and was I think you know that's like a huge honor to me that that she could feel safe with us and uh she told us about it so if you hear things about it like that's evidence yeah I don't know and if that's helpful or answers the question but and that wasn't something that you had known right away right you said that was yeah. that was recent that happened yeah and we've been friends since we've been best friends since probably eighth grade and I'm now 26 so, and I just found that out this year that it meant that much to her. Yeah. So you might not know right away. I mean, you might just be doing your thing and then, you know, suddenly 11 years later, your friend is like, hey, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. I think it's so key and it's going to be a theme throughout this awesome new series we're doing is that every family has a story. 
has a history, you know, like generationally, you know, like Chris talked about Adam and Eve in the garden tonight. And, and so your family, no matter, matter who they are, they have a story and, and that story can be used, you know, to glorify God. So leverage that, use that in, in order to tell and to share and how your family could be used by God and, and allow that to open opportunities. Like just your family being your family, like, like Sam shared, you know, just that had an impact on her, one of her best friends, you know, and that's awesome. And that's just continually just, again, well, you, don't, you might not see the fruit right away. Uh, we kind of, we live in the instantaneous, I want it right now, like, you know, streaming uh, generation. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take time uh, for that. So you might not see it right away, but, but keep looking for it. So um, the next question is, sorry, dude, that's all we have right now. Oh, wait, no, that's, that's just Chris letting me know. You got to get your questions in, people. Come on, we want to we wanna respond to those. But I still have some questions for you guys. So... With these families, you know, what, what's one major way maybe that your family seems imperfect? That's, oh, kind, of, that's kind of, that's kind of, we're airing some stuff out I know, here. that's what it was like. <laughs> if this was like, I'm with, you know, six girls in my small group, there would be a, maybe a different conversation than what's being aired on YouTube. Right. Um, okay. Can you repeat it? Can you repeat it back for us? We need, we need a refresher. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> What's one major way your family seems, and I'll use air quotes this time because that's what it's typed in. Sure, Imperfect. sure. Imperfect. Imperfect. Is it, is it the family structure? Say, is it dynamics? What? I was going to say ladies first. All right. I think for me, if I can just boil it down, what it comes down to is like every family is made of imperfect people. So there's always going to be like something that isn't exactly maybe the way you wanted it to be or like what you would consider the perfect family. Like you guys were earlier talking about uh, like your favorite or maybe it was Travis on the videos talking about your favorite like family from a TV show or whatever. And there's this TV show called um, Parenthood and there's the, mm. the family is Bravermans. And I always said, I want to be the Braverman so bad. And like, but even their family is completely wrecked at times, and they have so many issues. And it's nice to see, though, because you're like, oh, that's relatable. Like, not, like, literally every family is not perfect. And so I think there are just a plethora of imperfect things. And it's just, it's good and redeeming that God, like, will still use, like, he uses imperfect people all the time. So why, yes. it's not any different for families. Absolutely. Because they're just a group of imperfect people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so imperfections. I know part of my family is watching this because they're, they're youth leaders. And That's the thing. I'm like, oh, I'm I like, don't say anything mean. This is why they so made us do it this week, guys. Uh -huh. Just so I was we like, know. You, put me, you put me on this one? We'll get, we'll get them back another week. <laughs> um, I would say um, growing up, I can tell you about probably 30 or 40 of imperfections. But like you said, God uses those. My family members are places it's like, if I told stories of 15 years ago where you were, they'd <laughs> be like, you wouldn't be there. But like right. God turns our, yeah. he turns our imperfections. I mean, every family gets in fights. Mm. Um, I mean, you look at being a kid, what do you fight over? That's my place to sit. You <laughs> ate my food. You look at being a teenager, I got my permit first. It's my turn to drive. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. Like, if you have three siblings, like, I was blessed, my siblings, we all drove at separate times, but can you imagine having siblings where you all three have your permit? I'm like, it's my turn, you wanna have that. That's yeah. a part of the imperfection to where you're like, it's yeah. about me, me, me. Mm. That's good. I would say that would be an imperfection is you always wanna think of yourself. Yeah. And in my family, I hope they're not watching tonight. Um, just that one person. Um, no, I don't want you to watch, but like we had imperfections of family, sure. even coming down to it didn't, um, coming down to the TV at night mm -hmm. and he said, you got three siblings, you got a mom and a dad, you got five of us and you pick a movie for movie night. Sure. You got yeah. five different movies you want to pick <laughs> and that was our imperfection. We didn't always get along. Just fighting and our bickering and stuff. Yeah, we had different uh, ideas of what mm -hmm. was right. Oh yeah, I didn't, right. when I was a kid, I did not get along with my little brother and then we became, became best friends. So it worked out in the end, but. <laughs> it's so funny how that works. Like you and your siblings could be like mortal enemies right now, mm -hmm. but as you get older, I promise it gets better. Cause and me and my, si me me and my sister hated like, each other. Please, <laughs> and now we're, now we're pretty close. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. My phone's been buzzing nonstop because we have so many good questions. We're gonna lightning around these, okay? okay. So quick, all right? All right? Yes. So Sorry, yes. here seconds. we go. 
Ready? Because mm-hmm. we're going to have to move on here. Okay. How is everyone's family symbolic to God's plan? <laughs> we can all, I lead think we can way. all be used, lead right? Way, Brian. Yeah. You know, we can all be used by God. And I think every family can be redeemed and be used for redemption and to share, you know, God's plan with the world. So, okay, here's the other thing. When all the right. Bible says be fruitful and multiply, is it talking about families? I've always been taught that it, that it was. Yeah. That's what I've always been taught. I don't know that I've studied that, that verse myself, but mm-hmm. secondhand, yeah. That, that is what I've been taught. But if you have any insight, Pastor Brian. I don't, other than that's what, you know, Noah was told to, you know, repopulate the earth. So him and his family, you know, re, kind of restart the human race here. Sure, that's not to say, though, <laughs> that if you don't have kids or that if you can't have kids or whatever, that you're any less worthy of being used by God. That is not, that does not mean that as a, especially I'd say as a woman, you're not, mm-hmm. your sole purpose is not necessarily just to make more people in the world. You have a purpose beyond that. Right, absolutely. Benji, anything? Anything on that one? I agree with Sam. Okay, very good. So here's again, this is the last one, ready? What are ways we can show God to our family without without fearing being judged or looked at weird from our family? Wow, good. I think for me, I was the only Christian in my family for a while when I was like little in my house and I just was like doing my thing, that's it. I was just, I mean, I was a kid, but I was just, you know, trying to follow God as best as I could. And then eventually I was just like, hey, you guys should come to this cool church. And then they did. And now years later, they all love Jesus and it's great. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't think anyone ever thought I was weird. So maybe I don't have that experience, but I don't know. I think it just, for me, I just kept my head down. I was doing what I was doing and, and it just came around. Yeah. It just turned out for me. God's Absolutely. faithful. I, w- I would say uh, you, uh, you represent Christ through your life. And if you walk right. in and they see that you're showing love in the times that someone's harsh to you, if they see in the times that you, and you just got grounded, you lost everything, and instead of running and screaming and this and this and this, you go to your Bible and you're in your time of, you're in your word and in your prayer, and they say, well, where are you going Sunday morning? It's, it's this big movie coming out. You're like, ah, church is a priority to me. And you're taking that time and you're stepping out and you're gonna show them through your life through the life that you're living, through the example, because you are a living example of your relationship. And that is so key into ministering to your family. Yeah, absolutely. We need to live out our testimony. And you know, those are, that includes all of our actions. But that's all the time we have for question and response tonight, Q and R. So let's pray. Hi, I'm Jason DeManacor from Impact Youth Ministries of Nebo Baptist Church. Um, I'd like to just ask uh, for, uh, for everyone to bow their heads for maybe a minute or two of your time to pray. Dear God, thank you for everything you've done in everyone's lives and helping us all. Um, we're all going through a tough time and some people aren't logging into church. Um, they don't really know about how they can get to church. So um, I pray that you help them out and uh, reach out to them to help them get connected with a youth group or a church. And um, I ask that you help um, all of our first responders um, and all of our scientists, doctors, nurses, um, everyone who's helping to fight off COVID-19 and helping with that. And um, right now, that's the only thing we're hearing about, but there's still some good news and some things that are really going great in people's lives. And um, I just ask um, that you really try to connect with other people and um, other youth groups and churches and even our youth group, um, helping them get what they need. Um, Food prices have gone through the roof and um, I really ask um, that you help everyone um, through these difficult times. And um, even though we're supposed to be apart, we're still together in some ways. I assist in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hey, what's up, guys? We are here for a brand new segment. This is called Chillin' Nuggets. Now, I know most of you guys have been a part of the guessing game of chicken nuggets before, right, Brian? I know you've done that before with your youth group. But we are here to kick it to a whole new level. We have, uh, we have Burger King. We have McDonald's. We have Wendy's. We have... We have Chick-fil-A and we have a mystery nugget. So what we're going to do is we're going to get, let you guys become blindfolded. And I don't know if you know this, but face masks also double as an extremely good blindfold. So go ahead and use your prize for this evening, which is a face mask. You can now go shopping legally. And so uh, what I will do is I will place a, a chicken nugget in front of you. you it will be on the... Um, the mat in front of you there will be there will be five seconds that you have and you can yell out what you think the chicken nugget is and we need some people on the chat to keep track of the score because i'm not good i'm not that smart so you've got five seconds right now the chicken nuggets are in front of you go ahead and grab the chicken nugget and you have five seconds to tell us what that chicken nugget is ready set go one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand, five one thousand. All right, so we have one Chick-fil-A and four Wendy's, all right? So I'm not going to tell you what these are ahead of time, so make sure that you guys are keeping uh, track of this. And so uh, okay I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, should I put, no, nah, I won't do that to Brian. Uh, there you go. I was going to put Harlan's on yours and that would be no good. So. Wait, I'm just going to leave it as a mystery. I'm only taking bites. You know, chilling nuggets, this is one of those things that either bachelors have an understanding on because bachelors eat everything, or dads with toddlers. We know what cold stuff tastes like because we never get any hot food. So um, the next one in front of you, you may go ahead and you can check this out, and, uh, and we are going to give you five seconds. Ready, set, go. Five seconds. Five seconds. McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not telling you whether or not that they are correct it's got or not. Aftertaste. It's oh, got wow. the aftertaste, he says. So, yeah, so you can go ahead and uh, that's good. Uh, and, and so don't forget that you're, you're here as chicken nugget connoisseurs. So uh, the, uh, I'm, obviously you guys know what you're talking about bad. here. So, Five seconds. Ready? On your mark, get set, go. That's a hash brown. That's a hash brown from Dunkin' Donuts. Brian picked that off. I'm surprised. It is a Dunkin' Donuts hash brown. I love it. Oh, my goodness. These guys are absolutely, this is insane. So. You notice I have not told you what you are going, what you have been ingesting at this point in time. So make sure that you hope it was a potato. Uh, we don't really even know what's in chicken nuggets. This one feels like home, Wayne. All right, so five seconds. Ready? On your mark, get set, go. Five seconds. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, that's real chicken. Oh, man. All right, so from my... Can someone get my sweet and spicy sriracha? All right, so... Give these guys a round of applause. I think that I am pretty sure that Tim was probably the one that, that had a, a couple not the same answers. So I think Brian, Brian, it felt like you had all the answers correct. Uh, Harlan was just quiet over here. He was just like, so give these, these people your love. Um, and uh, go ahead and take your masks off. And... Uh, well, it's not it, because I don't know if you know this or not, but this week, somebody had a birthday. So we, as a team, got together and put together a little video. So, Pastor Chris, check this out. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Hey man, happy birthday. And just Thank like you. youth worker style, we actually didn't think far enough ahead to get a card, so we're all Venmoing you money right now. What? So uh, there we go. <laughs> Just sent my Venmo over to my, you. So my watch is giving me a Venmo now. Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> happy 27th. And we just Thank thought that would be a fun you. way to send it off this uh, evening. So That was really impressive with the lag. <laughs> I've dealt with that lag, and you guys did it well. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. we're not sure if it was horrible or horribly awesome. So <laughs> thanks so much for being a part of 4NEPA Live this evening. We love you. See you next week.